Welcome to the world's first two-person <laughs> brown load. Wow. It? Wow. It's, it's just me and Kedge. Kedge and I. It is. It's just the two of us. We can make it if we try. Just <laughs> the two of us. You and I. Do you remember? That was a Will Smith. Oh, no, I don't know the original. I know. I only remember the Will Smith as well, and, but I'm and, sure it was and, somebody else before. And that. it was cute because he was singing about his son. Yes. Because it was from the first time the doctor placed you in my arms. Something about keeping you away from harm. And it was like... Wow, you remember a lot of it. Yeah. And about how when he was driving home with the baby, oh, how nervous yeah. he was. It's all that. And you're like, oh, look at that. That I probably haven't heard that song in over 20 years. But anyway, it is just the two of us. Babe, yeah. um, Bill Withers. Nervous. Bill Withers did the original in 1980. There you go. And then Will uh, Smith did his... What, what year? Come on. Oh, 1993. Ah, uh, seven. So how was it? Okay. I thought so, I was yeah. younger at the time. Obviously not. Obviously <laughs> a grown man singing along to that. But, um, but yeah, it's the two of us because Sachin is DJing in Ghana. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. That reminds me of something that we did on the radio where it would end with Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. It was, oh, I think it was, it was, um, name that Ghana or something or, Oh, what was it? We did something on the radio and, and the jingle was, and it ends with Ghana, Ghana. You, you've forgotten it. I, you know, Kedja, <laughs> I, was, I was half asleep for seven years. All right, oh, I, was, I can't remember it, but it was something like that. Yeah, if I think about that whole period in my life, our lives. Yeah. Because um, you were part of it for the last two, three years. Yeah. But I was on that shift, waking up at 4 a.m. Yeah. It kills you. It kills anyone. It ain't right. I'm telling you, it it's ain't not right. right for your body. And, right and, your I, body. and I think they should have some sort of health act in place where no one should be on the breakfast shift for more than a couple of years. I, yeah. I absolutely kills you that. Well, my mate and now your mate and our mate, uh, lovely man, top broadcaster, Chris Evans. Yeah. When I got breakfast, he said to me, um, make sure you take two weeks off every three months. Wow. I was like, well, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's Chris Evans. Yeah. So um. So yeah. But that's and you now you know why because it's it's a killer shift. So so how do we get into that? Um. Yeah. Just the two of us. How do we? What, well, what? just two of us because Satch is in in Ghana because he said Ghana and then Ghana, I did the Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. Yeah. 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 Look at that. We haven't even started the podcast yet, and we've already yeah. gone off on one. And that's why Satchin's normally here. He's normally here to anchor us, keep it moving in the right direction, keep it to the plan. And now Today I, there's no anchor. No. You know what that means? We're speedboat. Yeah. Speedboat without any direction. Yeah. <laughs> Just hitting waves, yeah. going in the wrong direction. Whichever way we catch, we're yeah. going. Right. Well, and, and that's what it should be. So um, so for the first time ever on the podcast, how are you, Kedge? Just you. I'm, I'm all right, but I, I feel like I'm feeling the same as you. And that is because I can hear a little sort of little change in your voice. And that's because I reckon you're suffering from the sniffles, your first cold in yeah. 18 months. And I've got the same. My, my hands are cold. I'm oh. sitting here with a fleece on. Oh, no, I'm not cold. But, but I've got that. I've got massive nose blockage. Yeah. And it was runny. Now it's dried up. And I'm like. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Well, no, but, you know, I think, I think everyone is going to relate to this because I think everyone's having a bit of a cold. After two years, you know, we are so anti the coronavirus we are so like defensed up against the coronavirus we're jabbed up and everything us mere mortals can't handle a cold anymore I, yeah. I, I went crazy i couldn't handle it yeah in the same way you know if you haven't moved from your sofa for two years and you suddenly start <laughs> trying to go for a run you're going to feel it and you're exactly. saying we've all been cooped up away from all germs because we're avoiding the big baddie yeah and um and in doing so, we maybe maybe have made ourselves a weaker. We've regressed. We have our, regressed because I forgot what it was yeah. like to walk around your house with just a toilet roll attached to you. Do you know what I mean? And that's what you need to do because it's just flowing. <laughs> and I was like, "What is this? I can't handle it." I was I was just annoyed that I couldn't get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's I think we're both suffering from that, and I think a lot of lot of the people in 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 England are suffering from their first cold. Shit, it's a bit early. Still August. We haven't even had bank holiday weekend. I like to get it out of the way early though, because this means that now, we, now, now, this means that we are now ready for the wave, and we won't get the next cold now until December. Oh, because you, 
Like we've, we've now got the antibodies. Been, yes, yes, yes. I'll, that's what I always like to do. I like to get the, the cold early, sort of Sorry, end of August. Make, you're making out like you're in control of when you can get a cold. <laughs> no, I think I think you can sort of. I mean, obviously, you've got to you know do the basics, like wash your hands and everything. And, and I hope that no one, you know, slurps your face or anything like that. But slurps your face. Well, you know what I mean? But it's got, you know, like when you go out sometimes and you get a bit huggy, huggy, pally, pally, you don't know if they've, you know, sneezed on their hands and you, the contamination. My wife doesn't like me slurping anyone's face. I'm <laughs> sure she wouldn't approve of No, just, you know, sometimes mine. you and your cousins might be out, lads know, oh, you start hugging, you know, dances start coming out. What kind of nights do you have with your family? Those, those nights that we used to have before lockdown. Do you remember those? When you get together with your cousins and do slurpy slurpy. Well, you just, you're well, not slurpy slurpy, but you know, you're all having a bit of a mad one. And you know, you end up hugging and you're in cr- close proximities. I just don't like, I'm just so aware of that now. I'm just, I just don't like being close to anyone. Yeah, I know. Well, that's ironic because a couple of years ago, you were, you were less getting in and amongst the middle of the dance floor. Fully, fully. The crowd and, and all of that. But no. I, I just think, well, look at us. We've just, you, like you said, we've regressed. We've become a weak society, and and our immune systems have gone rubbish. So we need to bump that up, haven't we? Yeah. So then the idea you're really, what you're really saying is, we need to get back out there and start mixing with people again. Well, we do. We have been out and about. How, how have you been? How was your week? What have you? What have you been? I know. I know you're busy with the with the kids on the holiday. Have you run out of things to do yet? Are we? Um, I'm drying up. I'm drying up. I'll tell you, why, I'll tell you how, how we know we're drying up. We did our second visit to Birmingham in a month. Oh, I mean, you know. Oh, wow, you don't do that in a month? No, no. You know, you know, I'm, you know I'm Tommy Sandu. There's no need to do that. Right? <laughs> so have you, does that mean that have you been, is it Cadbury World up there? Have you been no, there? No, 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 no. We, we haven't, we're not, we're, it's not that bad it's yet. The, yeah, okay, fine. Okay. No, we, no, obviously, I'm kidding, Birmingham people, before you. <laughs> um, I married one of yours, all right? I got her out. Okay, so she um, no, so we it's the in laws are there, right? So my wife's parents are there. So we left the kids with them this weekend, and me and my wife, her brother, and her cousin climbed Mount Snowdon in oh, wow. Wales. Wow, so, yeah, wow, wow. We left, left the kids there and went off uh, for a nice hike, loved it. It was a bit misty, hard work, but it wasn't wet. Uh, it was it quite was, wet. It was. Oh, it was, okay. It had a kind of dampness in the oh, air. Oh, dew. A bit of dew. But it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't pouring down. No. As no. It drizzled a bit. It drizzled in times, but it was okay. That was kind of nice. It was part of it. Then the mist would clear, and you'd see how high up you are. Then you keep going a bit more in a bit of a scramble. Some parts are a bit slippery, grippy. Yeah. Um, but all in all, like you can stop kind of wherever you want. There's always somewhere to lean and I just do chill. like the sound of that it, yeah. it brings back memories of Duke of Edinburgh Award. did you take emergency sort of essential bits of food Oreos, we... Oreos. okay that's not the uh, best but um protein bar yeah that's good protein bars didn't exist when okay. I did it Snickers is the best is it yeah Snickers lot of energy for the size of the bar I love a Snickers. Oh yeah, the peanuts, everything. It's it's a Snickers good is a meal. It's a meal. In well, a that's a, this is why it's a good emergency stock. It's a good emergency bar for next for your next mountain that you do. All right, I'll stuff a Snickers in my knickers when I'm climbing a mountain. Always have a Snickers in your knickers, and then yeah. also the other good thing that we were always advised to have, which I don't actually know if it still exists, but Kendall mint cake. Do you remember what? that? No, never heard of it. Kendall mint cake is just a bar of mint, but it was good for you, brings you back a lot of energy very quickly. And if you, I mean, if you don't have mint, you're stuffed, but it's just a proper slab of mint. A slab of mint? In what form? I don't know how else to explain it, but it is just a slab of mint. You can just break it off and you just, it's just... You just bite into mint. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's, is it it's like not... that? Gla- is it like that glassy sort of sweet, like Fox's glacier mint? No, 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 no. It's 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 um, like you can break it. Like how you would break off chocolate. It's like that. Mint. Yeah. I just don't understand the format. <laughs> it's now that I'm explaining it. It's difficult to explain it, but it was like you'd get it in a wrapper, and it was just. I mean. <laughs> If you saw it in someone's record bag, you think, oh, that, you don't want to get caught by the police, bruv. Right. So that's uh, that's how it was looking. So, so hold on. Let's get this right. This <laughs> You just said 
this bar of so-called mint that yeah. somebody gave you to try and they told you it was mint <laughs> and it brings you back and gives you loads of energy. It brings you back into the game. But it's perfectly legal. It perfectly you legal. are so innocent. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, I mean, I did go to a private school. What else do you expect yeah. happened there? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's just mint. <laughs> yeah, you break it off. Why are you carrying mint in that rare, dready record bag? Yeah. Hey, it's a good thing it's not drugs, Kedge, in a record bag. Oh, <laughs> that spliffy record bag you've got, Kedge. That's amazing. That's a, okay. No, but yeah, check it out. Here's a good one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what was it called again? Uh, Kendall Mint Cake. That's a lie. That's a bloke <laughs> called Kendall in your dormitory at your private school. And he's got his <laughs> cake. cake. Yeah, it's mint, man. It's mint. <laughs> it's Kendall's mint cake. It's just. Poker. Oh, brilliant. so innocent. I never, never, ever thought of it like that. Yeah, but I've got to say, I thought I was, um, I thought I was unique for climbing Mount Snowden. We thought we were unique. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing yeah. not a lot of people are doing that. Well, have you seen the news yesterday? I can't believe it. I went on Saturday. Yeah. The news on Monday is all these people are climbing Mount Snowden because they got nothing to do, and I'm like, oh no. Oh, no. All right. Uh, but we've been thinking about it for months. Um, and wanted to do it, and then this just timing worked out well. So, but now it's like they went too many people are climbing it. It was a national story. It's on. It's on the national news. I missed that really because at the top there was a little crowd of people, and the very little peak bit where you've just got to walk up these final little bits. Is that is it, what is that at the top? A pole? Is it a pole? What no, is it? it's like um, it's like a brass slab. Like oh. in, in, in the... But like you do know you've reached the peak. Yeah, it's like it's got a compass put into it and some markings and stuff well, and some old writing. Really? And it's all right at the top. Effort. Sorry? Bit boring, all that effort. And, you know, whatever. And I think it's more of a personal achievement. You yeah. say you did it. It's like a little... You get into a little headspace and it's kind of nice to kind of chill out. It's just you and the next step. There's nothing else you can really think about. Do you know what I mean? Because you're just watching your next step. And that's quite right. nice to yeah. escape to and all that. Um, I think it's good. I think it's a good thing to do like that. But it turns out loads of people are bloody doing it. And oh. now they're all in the news and they're all the local shops saying we can't cope with all the people coming through. And they said, oh, on Saturday alone, we had three accidents in three hours. That was when we were there. I'm like, and, I mean, that's, and that's half of them were the Sandu clan climbing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the three accidents is just us turning up there. What oh, are we doing? Word. Oh, but you know what? I'll tell you what. I, when we were walking along, one of them, one of my wife's cousins slipped. Oh, no. I've got to say, you know what? I'm such a bad person. Did they tumble? No. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> just the way. You know how quickly feet just go from under you. <laughs> They're gone. These feet were oh, gone. No. There, was a, there was a little slippy stone. It looked all right. You know, I think I trod on it just before someone else had trod yeah. on it. It was okay. But obviously just that little, <laughs> that little lack of <laughs> traction, that little lack of ability to grip. Yeah. And he just went... And he would bomb straight down. And there was obviously this little stream running down the side of the oh, mountain. And that's, no. that's going straight down his body now. I'm terrible. He fell in I, the stream. Well, it's, it's more of a, yeah, very thin stream. Oh, like, like a thin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it's just trickling down from somewhere. Oh, but it's still wet enough to get you wet and annoyed. To get his whole front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Like, I should have put my hand out straight away and gone, bruv, are you okay? Yeah. I just laughed. I laughed so loud because oh, but that, you've got to laugh. And, but you know when you're tired as well because you've been climbing and you can't even breathe and you're. That, oh, I bet he was annoyed. I love it because he got huh? wet. I oh. bet he got annoyed. He was wet. Because <laughs> that was me. I would have been swearing. I'd have been such a grumpy bloke for the rest of that trip. <laughs> he had to carry on wet. <laughs> I, I hated that. I hate. I, it I was hate wet like anyway. that. And your stuck to you. Yeah, I tell you. Legs ached, my legs ached for, for, for days. But anyway, too many people are climbing Snowden and um, back off and chill out and give Snowden people some space because they can't can't cope right now. You've got to ease your way in. But yeah. it is great to do, put it on your list. Some people do that three-peak challenge. Have you heard of that? Yeah, the three-peak challenge is next level. I mean, if you do that properly, I mean, I don't know. I think you have to be superhuman to do that because you've got to, in between, you've got to, you know. I mean, I know some people who run between the three peaks as well and then go up the mountain. I mean, you can't, the, the way to do it is people, people. They run, they run what? So, so because the three peaks are quite far away from each other. Yeah, Edinburgh um, or Scotland. Yeah, and, uh, so, so obviously you get someone then to drive you to the next peak and then you climb the mountain, right? Yeah. But I know people who run between the peaks and then climb up. I mean, it's next level, that is. You know what? That's an addiction. That ain't, that ain't normal. 
No, that just means that they can do things that we can't do. They're, they're yeah. like ultra runners, and I don't. I don't think it's an addiction. I just think yeah, I that's obsession. That's, that's, an, that's an obsessive nature towards ex- putting your body through an extreme. There's no I don't, way I don't you think say that that's, that's perfectly that was perfectly normal. I'm going to just cut, you know no, climb no, through mountains and it's run between normal them. for us, but there's a lot of people who do ultra run, and and they do this kind of crazy stuff. And it is, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's just because we can't put our bodies through it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying ultra run. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It, ultra run is an extreme thing. So is like um, so is UFC to go that hardcore. Yeah, that's that's not your average person. You aren't quote normal do you know what i mean you're not yeah i mean yeah because there's a few percentage of people who do it so therefore yeah, I, I see what you mean yeah yeah the, the, it's not seen as normal yeah but i don't think it's bad for you if you can do it oh i i think it's next it's that david goggins thing that we've both listened to and heard about that the navy seal guy yeah yeah who, who said you know people think about the whole run and the whole thing he goes it's just one step yeah, it's one step at a all time. All in the mind, all, all in, the, in mind. the mind, and all that kind of. Thing. I, I, and you and I, actually, it's, it's, this is good though, you know, because you and I can have this kind of chat. It's weird because Sat would be like, "Nah, mate, get uh, <laughs> it. Nah, not having that. Uh, yeah. What a lot of rubbish, right?" But you are all about the mindset, even yeah. from day one when we met on the radio show. You were all about setting the tone, setting the vibe, energy, stand up. That was the first thing you said. I'm not allowed to sit down. Do you remember that? You, yeah, you said, I remember that. Stand, I, up, when, stand yeah. up when you present. And those desks at the BBC are brilliant. They go up and down, right? They go, well, yeah. mm, so you can hire it. So it's, But instantly, you are, I love this, kid. Yeah, because you're awake. You you are forced to be more alert. It's just, yeah. it happens to you. They do, they do those meetings nowadays, aren't they, in some sort of corporate offices where you they all meet and they stand because they say you get things done better. You, you move, things everything more. moves quicker, yeah. And I... Yeah. I People now, because I now stand all the time, even at work, even when I'm doing doing my work, and and people, it, it's actually quite it inspires people to go, oh, I'm going to try that actually, yeah. because what happens is when you stand, you can dance and you can move. <laughs> you don't have to. You well, but, the, but but you know, but your body will automatically start doing moving, and and <laughs> you all of a sudden you'll start singing. You just feel like you said in a better space, and I think yeah, it is all about the mind. Yeah, but you, not only that, you know, you do that, you, you did away with with the script format. It wasn't yeah. really a script. It was more like, it was like notes about what's going to well, happen in the section of the show. Yeah, it um, was very detailed. It, it, was, it was a lot of uh, time-taking exercise. Well, so what Kedge, the lazy producer, came along and did and thought, why am I, as a producer, I've got to write all these notes out yeah. for the presenter? At least 30 pages of it every right. day. Yeah, because it was like, about, yeah, it was about 10 pages an hour. Sometimes yeah. even than that because it was notes about the songs as well and things yeah. like extra information that you need for the radio show. Yeah. Um, and you went, nah, nah, <laughs> you don't, you don't need all that. I know what I said actually. The first yeah. thing I said about it because because the first sort of bit of your script was, it's just gone six o'clock. Hi, I'm Tommy Sandu and you're listening to the BBC Asian Network. Yeah. And I and I said to the team and 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 again, there's ways of saying things and maybe I didn't say it correctly, but I just went, you telling me Tommy doesn't know his name, and he doesn't know what station he's working for. Get rid of this now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm not typing that every day. No. I said, because if he doesn't know his name and what station he's working for, he doesn't deserve to be here. <laughs> like I said, there's ways to say things, and probably it wasn't the best way to say it at the time. Well, we, we, can, only, <laughs> we can only learn, Kedge. Nobody, no, exactly. nobody is the finished article. Remember that. Nobody yes. is the finished product. We're all learning and, all and the time. To that, and to add to that, you can always learn one thing from somebody else because they can do one thing better than you. Yeah. Oh, pro- I reckon I can learn a thousand <laughs> things from people. <laughs> I reckon well, my kids can do things better than me already. Um, but no, so the change about the script thing and all that. But all, what that also does, and I want to tell you, know, sometimes there might be some presenters want to be, you know, working their way through the kind of ranks to kind of get their presenting gigs and get to the show they want to do. And I'll say this, it frees you up when you're kind of scriptless. It frees you up to kind of say things in a different way and you won't just read it for me. You're already turning your brain on to kind of go, all right, how would I say it now? And you're tuning into the people. So I think it was good. I think, it was, and I think, I think there was a noticeable difference, don't you? I mean, what well, numbers went up for the show and things yeah, like num- that. Yeah, and, and, and well, no, but for me, I just think, like you said, that you know, because when you said free, it frees you up, it, it just, it beca- you, what it means is it, beca- you, it becomes you. 
rather than than someone who's been you know told what to say like like again and, and the example i always give is if you're going to tell me about like you just did about the news report about what happened on the top of the mountain rather than someone writing that out for you and you reading it which i've then lost interest in because i'm not connecting with you when tommy sandu tells me about his versions of the news report i'm like oh that's quite funny and it's interesting because it's got your spin on it so it's got to you got to make it you and i think that's what made it connectable to everybody yeah and i, and I think that that's that's really that that is really important in anything that you do and you got to be true true fully you know we said you just got to be true to you and if if that if you can always stand by that then then, then and, and talking about being true as well mm. over the weekend i went to randomly i ended up at this uh, a place called jimmy's grill in central london and uh, i was just go. looking Another little side hustle. No, well, I'll tell you what. This is a side hustle that I would love to. They've only got two two shops, I think. There you go. Um, so, so they're small. But, but my, so oh, they do okay. like vegetarian burgers, vegan burgers. I've never been to a burger joint with that many vegan options for a burger and chips and everything that goes with it. Incredible. Do you want to know about the serendipity of life here? I was looking at a menu. I can't even remember where it was or how it was, but only in the last day or two. Yeah. About a vegan burger restaurant. No. Right? I can't remember the name of it now, but I can still see the menu because what I can tell you off the top of my head, now that you've just said that, we haven't spoken about this before. No. And that is, they had like a Chipotle, and Chipotle Southern fried burger, right? And this, yeah. this thing was like, looked like it was coated in breadcrumbs. There was cheese yeah. and a lovely sauce oozing out, the amazing brioche buns. And wow. what they purposely did on every one of their burgers, they yeah. slightly tilted the burger bun at the top. Oh. You know, so it's like a little doppy to one side a little bit. Little and Michael Jackson, the, little yeah, Michael Jackson doppy rather move. Rather than the clean square on burger that everybody else yeah. does. It yeah. was a little bit like, oh, we're, we're just so big. It's lopsided a little bit. It's great. But it it was all vegan. It was 100% vegan restaurant. I thought, well, that looks amazing. Yeah, no, and, and I just thought, you know what? They they took so much care and attention in making such a brilliant vegetarian vegan menu. And I thought, this is brilliant. Like, he doesn't have to need, he does, he, if you can just focus on one thing and just make that. And, 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 and so what that le led me on to is, you know what? Why hasn't McDonald's made... The, the Pawala burger. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, and, and I mentioned that only because it was Wala Pau Day on Monday. Yeah. Which is just gone. We recorded on a Tuesday. But on the 23rd of August, it's World Wala Pau Day. WWD. W World Wala Pau Day. Oh, Wala Pau Day. WWPD. No, the Pau. Just Pau is the bread. Yeah, I know. But why is it spelled P-A-V? How is the... Pau. I, think, I don't know. It's always been like that. I would have gone with a PAU, to be fair. I'm like, I think I would have gone with a PAU. Like, I, you know how, like, obviously in Punjabi, they say, let's say, Kuri. Kuri, yeah. even though you say it like with an R, K-U-R-I. Yeah, yeah. Kuri. Kuri is spelled K-U-D-I. But you, you can kind of see the closest between the D and the R rolling into each other. Yeah, Kuri, yeah. It's because that sound doesn't exist in, in yeah. the English language, that's why. Yeah, so it's a kind of a mix. But I don't get the V and the the bow, 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 It's like you've just run out of bow. I know. Bow. It's bow. I guess that some people may have heard a V at the end of it. But I thought, you know what? When I get a bit older, and yeah. I thought about this because this this burger place kind of inspired me. Hmm. I think I think. Because I heard about a lot of this, this, these kind of restaurants in like Japan. Like there's this one place in Japan where this man makes um, sushi, but he's the only person who, in this restaurant who makes it. And so therefore he means he makes it fresh for you. You can go there, but you've got to wait because whatever you order, he then sits down to make it fresh for you. So therefore, I think he only serves like nine, ten people in a day or something like that. Yeah. And does he charge? Does he charge silly money for it then? No, no, normal money. Just you, but because it's handmade, it's made fresh with love. You know that he's making it his way, and that's it. And he, it's a sustainable business. And I just thought, you know what? I I think I would want to do that. You know, when you get old, you just get just just make warabao and chai, whatever it is, whatever you want to do. Just make. Like, I know you like to make. You know, maybe your sub make because you're you're yep. experimenting with it. You're getting better. Okay. I know you keep banging on that you're better than your father-in-law even yeah, though, yeah. you know, he was the original. But just imagine if you just, all you made was a bit of sag paneer 
and you just served it up with a bit of naan or paratha, whatever, and that's it. You get it for a fiver, massive dollop of ghee. And I tell you, I'm telling you, people will keep on coming for that. You've actually hit a broader point with that for me because of what that means. I always think you should just do one thing well. You can still have other things yes. that you are you are good at, but kind of focus on your one thing well. You haven't got to be amazing. Do less, yeah, do less things but better. And, I, and you know, if you I, can, just do one but the I, best. I learned that, I le yeah, I le yeah, I learned that the hard way because I was trying to be a radio presenter, a TV presenter, and then you might be trying to I do it like my property stuff where I'm trying to do be a producer as well and get involved in music production or things like that you're doing. You're yeah. like, yeah. Actually, you're, you're spreading yourself thing. It's great because you get to do lots of things and it's great because you experience it and it all enriches you and that's all wonderful, but yeah. you're kind of never going to get your teeth into one thing. There is that guy who's making that sushi, you said, yeah? Yeah, sushi, yeah. He sits down and he's rolled that kind of sushi that way and he knows exactly what he's doing with every grain of Fully. rice. It's coming together, you know, how he lays the, the fish across it or the vegetables yeah, or how much yeah. soy, uh, soy sauce and all that kind of stuff. He's just got all of that down to yes. perfection. And what is there mad cues for him as well? Apparently, like, yeah. It's, I mean, like, you, I mean, you obviously know that you know he, he's he's doing his stuff. It takes a bit of time. Yeah, it's just mad cue. You get a cue, look, you get a chance. That's it. Look, in a world where everyone, we're all told, scale your business. You know, make more money this way. You know, go to mass audiences and all or mass customers. He's going the absolute opposite and going, nope, it's me, my hands, making it for you, bus. You just got to be niche. And talking of niche, I, I think, and I, and I mentioned um, um, Warabao, and, and, and it was the day, and it was, uh, I did a little bit of digging into it. Uh, well, I didn't actually. Someone actually messaged it to me, but, you know, I like to make out that I've gone into massive, massive wow. bits of research. Confession. Confession. That's, that is a massive confession. I don't think you've got I love it. I claim credit for other people's work. Good. Yeah, um, other people sent it to me, though, because, but they said, Ked, you'll be interested to know this. And I thought, I'm going to pass it on and, 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 and give it to everyone. But I found out when the first Warapa was um, actually created and where and by who. You, you can't say that because that's like, I know that like Middle Eastern people have a debate over where the falafel came from and whether it was, right. you know. Well, uh, this was this was officially announced on 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 uh, what about day? So somebody is actually staking claim. Yes, okay. and I've got a photo of him. His name is Ashok Vedia. He happened to be in 1966. So when England were out there looking to win the World Cup, well, my man, my man probably thought, I know what, I'm going to stick a football in a bun. Yep. Maybe that was his inspiration. Yeah. Add a bit of chutney on it. And and what and he was looking at the strikers and go, they need to give the ball a vada pow. 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 Yes. Not just not a shot a pow, but a vada. Yeah. Like kick it. And that might have channeled through the energy waves to the England players. Absolutely. And they needed an extra kick so that it crossed the line. That's why you get the chili in there. Very good, Ked. The kick is the chili. And uh, it, oh, like I said, it was invented in 1966 at Dadar Station, Mr. Yes. Ashok Vedia. I just think we have to mention him because this is going to go down. I mean, people need to know the history of, of, of how this, this brilliant invention was invented. And McDonald's, get onto it. Yes. You might not have milkshake in England, Wales or Scotland, but get onto the Vodapal. It's got to have a strap line. You've got to give it a tag, tag line. You've, you've built it all up because every, you know, you get the Big Mac ones and you get quarter pounder ones and, you know. Oh, it's, oh, what would be the... What is, you know, the big pal. pal. The big pal. Stick some fun in a bun. Yeah. The Vada Mac. Mac Vada. Mac Vada. Mac Vada Pau. Mac Vada Pau. Mac Vada Pau. I've heard that, Baba. I've heard that, Baba. It's like a chicken. I don't know, Baba. It's like, yeah, it's gone into like a weird. No, what's that? What's that? Pingu. Mac Vada Pau. A tuba. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm happy with the McWhatter Pal. What about Happy Meal? You can get some little mini one. Yeah. Oh, mini ones. Now Less spicy we're for the kids. Now yeah. with mini ones that you get in a box, like nuggets, yeah. you get six yeah. in a box. Oh. Oh, yeah. my word. No, no, no. no. Tw 20 box to share, please. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. But, sir, there's nobody else in your car. Did I say... Ju what? <laughs> Just pass over the box. The bucket. Let's yeah. get the bucket. <laughs>
Just get the shovel. So it was it was really was national international Vada Pao World, Day. World. World Vada Pao Day this week. Well, I don't think it's a million miles away from the um from the aloo tikki that I I've had in the streets of Punjab. It's slight different texture though on the outside. Yeah. But because the aloo tikki, when I've had it, because it's great, that's the only good thing about going shopping with your wife in um in India is because you get fed like a king. Yeah, keeps you quiet. On, on, on naughty little snacks. You know, keeps like, you quiet like, and they can carry on spending. Yeah, it's noodles, pizza and aloo tikki from the street. And I love it. Fried aloo tikki from the street. Oh, yeah. Because they got they get it down with, you know, because it's got to be crispy on the outside and the aloo's still got to be cooked all the way through. So you want... That's just that you got to get that just right enough heat to crispen but not burn and to go through still. And then with the chutney, that chutney oh. is out of this world. I don't know, you know what? I'll I tell oh. you something. I, I think we are going to end up having a food business in our later years. I think we are. I've told you the story, haven't I, about Shah Rukh Khan's numerologist? No, I'm. Was hosting the slam tour. Shah Rukh Khan was over with Deepika. We know when they came with Abhishek yeah. and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we went and met him, didn't we? Uh, at the, yes. At the airport, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, all of that. I was hosting the slam tour, and it was a press conference. So I was just there at the side. The one show were following him as well. So they were all the crew yeah, yeah. as well. We're there at the side. Woman comes over to me. She goes, "Oh, are you the host?" I said, "No, actually, not of the press conference, but I'm working from another show." All right. She goes, "I'm Sharik's numerologist." I said, "All right." It's little a little man or a woman? Woman, woman, little right. I went, "All right." And she wow. goes, "Yeah." What? She's she traveling with her. Huh? She's no. Traveling with her. I don't think so. I think she lives in oh, London. Yeah. And now she's just trying to get get to someone who can get her to Shah Rukh. Right. right? right, right. Yeah. And uh, I weren't going to be that guy. I just about got myself there. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to blow it because of you. Weeks of begging. But she says, I, I tell Indian cricket players what numbers to have on their shirts. Because I look at the numerology of them, their name and all that. Oh. She said, I'm the one who told Ajay Devgan to drop the... What would it have been? A U or an A? Devgan or Gun? What? I think what? it was an A. Devgan. Devgan, yeah. yeah. He dropped the A and made it Devgan, didn't he? Just Devgan, right. Gun. And she said, because that, and all that, she goes, but Shah Rukh Khan? I went, yeah. She goes, for him and when he was born? I went, yeah. She goes, it's a perfect name. Oh, it's yeah. like, that's why he's so successful. Right. Then she read my hand and she said, Yeah, I do that. No, well, she goes, can I look at your hand? I said, yeah, go for it. I don't right? like people like that. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not really that hardcore into all that stuff. I, I'm interested. No, but I think, I think once they tell you that, I think mm. it plays on your, in your mind yeah, forever. It, uh, yeah, but doesn't everything that someone tells you? No, but when, what I'm trying to say is when you meet slightly funky people like that, who want to tell you the, your future. I, I, I'm just not into that at all. I, I, you know, like sometimes you get like tarot card reading. I, I just think when you tell me that, that's going to play on my mind forever. Like, like if you told me now, okay, you're going to be a millionaire. It's cool. I don't care. Like, but when, you know, when you start <laughs> cards and you, you start acting freaky, I, I, I can't handle it's not, that. It's not cards, but if this woman sees something in my hand, then, then she sees something. Whether it's true or not true, it's up to me because I can either, I'm determined. But the fact that you still know moment. this now as well. So go on, carry on. Right. So, she looks at my hand. First thing she says, go on. what's your connection to food? This comes back to you, right? Right? And I thought, she's saying, I've got fat hands. Because yeah. <laughs> I can see the holy stains on your nails. And yeah. <laughs> she's not reading yeah. my hands. You haven't washed she's that stuff off your palm of your hands properly. No, she basically, yeah. She goes, what's going to do? I said, no, uh, I love it. I can eat it and talk about it all day long. Yeah. And um, she said, um, you're going to work in food. So, wow. So maybe I'm going to serve the vadapals in McDonald's when they finally make a muck no, vada I will we'll serve them together. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, I, but she, I'm there. What up? I think that's what about and Sag Paneer. I mean, you can't go wrong. No, happy. that's all you need. Yeah, delicious meal. Talking about food, I've found I came across this story about how then I thought this was really quite interesting. How apparently, when it comes to impressing people, there's plenty of us Brits who are happy to like just chuck in a few fibs. And one of the most common fibs that Brits have been making recently. Yeah especially because of lockdown, is I bake my own bread. That you can... Well, that actually, that people Didn't would lie that? that. Did you not huh? try it? Did you not try making some bread? I did. I bake bread But do you, use that, do you use that as a line to like sort of impress people? No, I'll tell you why. I, I lo- okay, so, honestly, 
I love bread. Okay. Oh, okay. Ever since I was little, buttered bread. I'd come home from the school have a slice of buttered bread. Yeah. I love. I, I love the fresh bread from the bakery from when I was five or six years old. I remember the seeded, the black seeded, poppy seeded loaf. Oh, love it. That is delicious. Buttered, With a bit that, of butter on it. Oh, plus, you can't go wrong. Yeah. So I've loved My bread. gran used to give us just that and chai. Yeah. Oh, love. Happy day. You dip it in the tea. Dip it in the tea. Don't matter. Don't matter. You get that little swirly rainbow at the top of your tea. With the swirly rainbow and like the, a, yeah, yeah, like the, the butter spill. floating. Yeah. Oh, don't matter, right? Just, just drink through it. Just drink. It makes it creamy tea. <laughs> love it. Right. But I, so I love bread. And even if when you get sort of fancier places and they got that kind of crustier, Frenchy sort of bread, and their butter tastes even richer and nicer, and it's lovely. So I love bread. So that's why I bake it, baked it at home a couple of times because I just wanted to have it out of the oven. That's not a lie. That's not a lie. No. No. But why? there what? are other there are other lies that apparently people just like to slip in there. And the common fibs told by Brits, and this is a survey actually done by Amazon, which is interesting. But um, a lot of people say that they can eat what they like without putting on weight. That that is the biggest lie ever. When people start dropping you lyrics like, "Oh, I can eat whatever I want," they, they're not they're not eating whatever they want. Now, some people do, though. I've seen some people just kind oh, of... Oh, I think only when you're 20. I, I think that 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 stops very quickly. If you think after 30, you can eat whatever you want without putting on weight, I think you're lying. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's no one I know who's ripped yeah. and eats what they want, or even in good shape. Exactly. The other They're ones not... are, I go to the gym every day. There's a lot of people who do that. There's a lot of people who make up, they work out and exercise a lot. You know what I mean? You you kind of think because it's so easy to just drop that in a conversation, and it just makes people feel so bad. I tell you what I hate is when you go like you go to parties now. Let's say you have a little outdoor gathering, yeah, yeah, and and people start telling you about what their workout regime is, and I don't know why they've they've suddenly we've got onto that topic. I didn't I didn't invite I didn't try and get steer the conversation towards workouts. (laughs) That's the last thing I want to talk about Uh, because. As you know, I don't work out. I do a couple of runs now a week yeah. and play a bit of basketball. That's it. And actually, it's the not working out that's done me well because I used to Absolutely. do the weight and then eat more and do the weight and eat more. It was just yo-yoing. So I'm like, no, this is this works a lot better. Just to say, it's a lot, it's a lot easier exactly. as well. But um, but the the yeah, you get people telling you their workout regimes. Yeah, so like I do like Mondays I do squats because we always got to start the week with leg day. Like, oh no, oh no, he started, that's it, he started on Monday. I'm here for seven days. He's going to talk me through the whole thing like Craig yeah. David, like a crap Craig David song. I did my legs <laughs> on Monday, then I do chest and bars on Tuesday. I have a rest day on Wednesday, go for the swim with the boys, in it, and go jacuzzi for the steam in them. I'm like, oh God. Well, I love a sauna steam and it's good for the muscles, isn't it? Clean out the muscles. Oh, God's sake. I've had too many of those conversations, Kedge. Really? Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I can tell you're tired of it. And yeah. actually, now it's kind of moved on to so you get the the big flurry of posts, don't you, on social media now, where for some reason they always know where the the mirror is in a gym. I've, I've never noticed. I've, I mean, I've only ever been to a gym twice in my life, but um, I've never noticed the mirror in there. But they always, you always get that sort of that shot of of uh, sort of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you get shots of the gym, and then by Saturday, Sunday, oh, cheat day, ain't it? Cheat day, cheat day, and then you've eaten like literally half of the world's food reserve but you know cheat day cheat day i'm like no don't have a cheat day just be nice day every day well the the rock says you need a cheat day if you're going to train like that you should have a cheat day i i don't believe in cheat days as as much as i don't believe in completely killing yourself or not eating anything either i just think just just eat nicely every day and enjoy it because when you do have that cheat day, honestly, you end up binging. So it's it's like, why are you doing all of that effort to then just spunk it all out on a cheat day, which is just going to then put you back? Just live live on a on a steady graph going upwards. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend cheat days. I'm gonna play slightly play devil's advocate. Whilst I can obviously see your point, because I do believe that slow and steady. And finding a happy medium yeah. is is a good way to go long term. That's why I'm not really all for hit training. I think hit training is good in a bit. I'm you with know, you on that. You got to do hit and then get back out of hit, or or do hit not and as also, as normal. And and also a lot of people who do hit training are normally got leg issues, back issues, shoulder, pro- you know, and one 100%. minute. And then it takes them out for a while, and then they're sitting there with that gun that you have, that massage gun. Massage gun, yeah, trying to... You know, and in their glue and everything. And and so then I'm thinking, well, hold a minute. That means, like, for five days, you're not doing anything. Yeah. 
It's the turtle in the hair. Thing. It is the turtle in the hair, and I love being the turtle. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you chat like a hare. That's which is good. So you're the turtle yeah. just slowly yeah. going around, giving it trash to everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but but what, on that note, what I will say, though, is those who can train and sustain, like you say, ultramarathon runners exist and all that. So those who can train at that level, no, no, but ultramarathon they say psychologically having a cheat day is really good. Break off from the routine. Put that crap in your body in a way so your body then reacts to it and it actually does good and it fuels you to do more. The next week so it, it works i reckon ways. i reckon well i don't reckon i know because i don't once you go in your diet to a point where you're just living on that happy medium and it becomes your new way of life i don't think you crave to have a cheat day that's that's my takeaway from that i, yeah. I don't feel like i need to have a cheat day so you say sort of settle for a middle of the road yeah and you don't feel the need all in moderation. If if look at the end of the day, if you fancy an ice cream, have an ice cream. That's not going to make you roly poly fat or unhealthy, right? Roly, but roly poly fat is that a technical term, Ken? Is that, is that... Yeah, no, but there's because at the, I think there's so much pressure from from you know these gym freaks and fanatics and oh this has got this much calories. That's fine. Like every obviously everything's got you know certain amount of calories and certain, certain it's unhealthy and sugar and all of that, right? But but if you can build that sort of around you and you kind of go, as long as you're not eating seven ice creams a day, every day, you know, one ice cream after, say, three days, you think, well, you know what, I fancy it. Don't deprive yourself of the good stuff in life. Otherwise, what's the point of living? Well, really, what you're saying is then a little bit of bad does you good. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it just keeps you ticking over. Yeah. Or actually, as my thaya once said, can I look at that? I never thought I'd get to quote my thaya. There's wow. words of wisdom here, people. Are you ready? This is this is Go full on. insight in life. The man, uh, he's got to be a, he's got to be in his 80s now. Yeah. And he said not so long ago. And he says, with all things in life, mm. like nusha things, you know, like yeah. drink yeah. and anything else. He goes, you've got your body's got a quota of how much it can take. It's up to you when you want to spend that quota. When wow. you're in your 20s, you're done. But if you want to pace it, he still has a peg every day. Wow. He goes, because I rinsed my quota. But you need to, but you, but the, the thing about the quota, I do like that. But the thing about the quota is that you need someone to tell you about the quota when you're 18. You need someone to what? You need someone to tell you about the quota when you're 18. Yeah. But I mean, of course you do. Most people hear about the quota when they're in their 30s. 30s, yeah. By which they've used 80% of it up. Exactly. But now what? <laughs> but, the the day the problem we've got though in our blooming community is that people use up 110 percent of it by the time they're in their <laughs> 40s and so you're like oh and then this, we're all in recovery mode and the whole family's suffering from it so um so no you're right so that yeah so pace it so that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say now I, i've you know i've stopped drinking for was it, 18 months now whatever but i'm not i'm i think i'm just saving my quota i'm not never saying never yeah i'm just saying not right now because i don't I don't feel I need to. I'm and then you're okay. you're going to get back onto the quota. When Maybe. If I want when, to. I've got yeah. some, I've, I've saved a few quota tokens. Thank you, Diaji. I like that. I like that. Can we just quickly switch it to a new fashion trend that I thought, you know what? I need to. I mean, it's, it's of my a thaya. shame. You think, because of your thaya. Let's go young. Oh, is this like a strategic management decision that you get when this, when a station decides to go young? Oh, yeah, let's go young and keep it with with the people like the Gen Kids. Z lot who yeah, are basically that. only the brown load talking about buyers to Gen Z. We're on the Gen Z vibe here, and it's a it's a shame because uh, it would have been nice to have Satch on this one as well. Right. But but I think this is I, I you know and I, and I I don't think this is spoken about a lot in the Asian community, and and I'd like to love to think love to know what Asian women and men think about this. And apparently, it's that Gen Z are casting off. They're boxy Bermuda shorts, right? So, you know, when you go swimming, all, all this is nowadays, you know, the, the, the standard swimming trunks is you get the long sort of Bermuda shorts, don't you? Yeah. Just remind me, Gen Z are born after when? 2000. Yeah. Gen Z's, yeah. They're, I think it's after 2000. Right. So these, so, are 20, these are 22, 18 to sort of 15 to 22 year old ish. You're talking about these kind of age range. Yeah, I think so. Let me just people. let me just double check that for you before yeah. we before we get it wrong. But Gen Z is basically if you're born from 1997 between 1997 and 2012. Yeah, so you are over 10 years old, and you could be up to 25 years old. 
right? Yeah. So that's yeah. Gen Z, 10 to 25 yeah. right now. They're hip okay, and they're yeah. happening. Um, and they're now, they're, the, the Bermuda shorts, what you said, they, they're Yeah, they're, they're, they're casting off their boxy Bermuda shorts. And let's face it, we've all got Bermuda shorts. When we, when we, go, when we go swimming, everyone's got, I've got about three pairs now. I've got one Spurs and ones. I've got... Oh. I've got yeah, but the, oh, the Spurs. Where, where, where's the um, where's the cock on the Spurs? Oh, bottom left, bottom left. Bottom left. Okay. Always cool. hanging low and left. Low and left. Okay, lovely. Um, uh, and then I've got a few sort of. Like, I've got one pair which is like white, grey, army kind of pattern ones, and I've got Bermuda like proper purple. army ones. Yeah, yeah army. So you can camouflage into the sand yeah. with your brown body. It's more like the white snow kind of uh, camouflaging. Oh, um, snow yeah. leopard type ones. And then oh. I've got like I've got purple sort of like um, palm tree ones. You know what this should be? What? Like an undies calendar. Get <laughs> in his Bermudas. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way you're describing it. The Winter brown one. Bermuda calendar. Yeah. You got, but you're always in like Bermuda shorts. So it's the army, white army ones, and you're in like a snowy mountain, just like holding onto yeah. a tree. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get a really thin tree to make you look bigger. And uh, <laughs> you, you, well, I'll be camouflaged. You just think I'm another tree. <laughs> you can't see. Just yeah. see your eyes. Yeah. Like a, like a snow leopard. Oh. And yeah, like all the other little themed ones. You could do the Diwali yeah. one, holding candles. Oh, you know? yeah. 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 Uh, nice. I, yeah. Little full jelly one. Um, but um, so. Calendar. So... That's what it could be called. Like a calendar. Sorry, 2022. Anyway, so so Gen Zs are not going for the Bermudas anymore, and they're going for, are you ready for this? The old what? school tight budgie smuggler style briefs this summer. That's, yeah, that's brave. Apparently, that's brave. this is the preferred choice of the youngsters who opt for something a bit more eye-popping than the modest knee-length beachwear. This was big, like in the 80s. This... I mean, let's face it. When you went swimming lessons back in the day, you were in budgie smugglers, correct? Um, that's what that's what we had to yeah. wear swimming. Yeah? yeah, and and also because then you could sew the the badges on your twenty five meter badge. Oh. Did you have to ever do that? I had to stick it. You had to sew them on. You know, I wasn't very athletic as a kid. There was a um, a I never got any badges. Um, you must have got ten meters. I got the yeah. I got width and I got. I think a certificate though. It wasn't I didn't do <laughs> oh, okay. anything much. Okay, right. right. Uh, I, I think we might have got the odd the odd bronze for something or other at sports day. Yeah. Because I was a chubby kid, and the speedos that they put on you yeah. would virtually disappear in my uh, under the did. Yeah, under the, the fold over. Under the did, you'd lose the top bit. And the other bits would go between the thighs and the did. So just... <laughs> oh, no one is imagining Tommy oh. Sandy as a 10-year-old. With oh, God. It's horrible. I say, so it kind of looked like you were naked. Eh? kind of looked like you were naked when you were okay, standing up Absolutely. There. And then you'd sit on the side, <laughs> and I'd hate it, because, you, you know, you you got droopy boobs. And other kids are looking at, like, your droopy boobs. I don't think anyone cared. Uh, well, I thought... I don't like, think anyone cared when you were 10. But yeah. apparently, 5% of British men aged 41 and 50 still wear them. Right? Do you know anyone? Do any of your mates still wear them? When you've been out on a stagger, I'm just trying to think. If I, I know there's one, there's one fella who wears them, but he has got a very good body. He has got, a, I would say, almost six-packish body. I, I, don't know how he, he, I don't know how he does it, because he doesn't forget, train. Forget the six-packish. What's he packing down there, Kedge? Well, I mean, it's it's because I mean, you've got to do it. are in the right place. Let's be honest. You just got to, you know if you're going to do that, you're saying, "Hello, I'm going to well, wear." It what like are this. you saying? Well, no, you're not saying anything. If you were, or you think that if you wear budget smugglers, you're you're, you're not, saying you're, something. You're drawing attention to it. Well, I don't even think women find them attractive. I don't think women seeing men in those find them attractive. No, I don't. Sure. The the attraction's got nothing to do with it. What I'm saying, what the person is doing when they put it on, is drawing attention to it for their own needs. It might then it might not. Why is it seen like that though? Well, it's like like anything. If you if, if you wear because there's more more skin on look, because because all that's on more that's on show is a bit of your thigh. That that is it. It's it's only slight. What I don't know. No, but a, it's tight. Thirty really? centimeter thirty centimeters worth of extra thighage material. That yeah, yeah. No, but it's yeah, but it just homes in on. Just that area. The triangle. The Bermuda yeah, Triangle. The, the Triangle of Love. <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting to think, because I don't know how Asian women feel about budgie smugglers. And would they want to see their desi bunda in those Speedos? I think I've got pictures of my mum mind Speedos. 
Not just like not just him. <laughs> Sorry, this is, what kind of confession is this? Uh, I, I remember this... like being being in India by a port, and we we got pictures, and we're all there, and and he wore speedos back then. So I'm talking yeah. about you know the the eighties, the mid eighties. Yeah. And um, so I was, so I think I think what I'm saying is I think the tr the the budgie smugglers could well be the desi pants of choice, or the you know the desi Bermuda shorts, Swim, swimming trunks, swim trunks of choice. Yeah. I reckon, I reckon there'd be quite a few that wear them. But the problem, obviously, a lot of Desi men may have is the level of hair. So when you wear those, you create a natural jeer, you know, a parting in your thigh hair, which is, you don't <laughs> want to... What thigh hair? What? What? I don't, I don't know what you're... What, what do you mean? Where is it going to part? You, you can't connect with this because you don't have much body hair. But most normal men, particularly Punjabi men, have hair <laughs> up their thighs and... Oh, so you're saying where the where the where the chaddi cuts over yeah. your thigh? It's would... pulling this. It's pulling some of the ball inside. <laughs> oh, but you would have to go and have a, a like the women. You would have to go and have a a, a, a budgie smuggler wax, wouldn't you? Exactly. <laughs> <The> <laughs> you BS, would have to. The BSW, isn't it? The budgie smuggler <laughs> wax. Bro, I'm here for the BSW. <laughs> I'm going to Dubai tomorrow. After your workout at the gym. <laughs> PSW. That's yeah. brilliant. That is brilliant. Anyway, let's have a quick chat about the things we have seen this week. Because I am telling you, I am coming like like Clint Eastwood with a like a whole stack of guns. That is how much how, is how much telly I've seen this week. Oh, wait, stop, stop. I want to talk about your analogy there. Yeah. I'm coming like, and I thought, where's he going to go with this? Because I was kind of thinking it might be rude. Yeah. Right? Went, I'm coming like Clint Eastwood yeah. with a stack, stack of guns. guns. Like, Listen, no, no gangster ever has ever said, yo, we're going to need a stack of guns. <laughs> it's, like, it's the most public school body. Hey, you know what we're going to need, guys? We're going to need a stack of guns, everyone. We're going to need a bloody well, a bloody well whole stack of them. That's what we're going to need. And, as, and to quote, you know, famous radio presenters, and I'm locked and loaded to hit you with all of this good stuff, telly that I've been watching. Go on in. Okay, so what, what have you seen that is going to blow us away? What are you stacked up with, Kedge? Right, I'm going to start off with two films that are in the cinema at the moment. Two, two films that are in the cinema at the moment. The first one starring Cumberbatch. What's his oh, first name? Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict. It's called The Courier. Oh, my word. <laughs> I said it like a French person. The Courier. No, you didn't. You a said Courier. It. No, you said it like an English person trying to say the Punjabi word <laughs> for a girl. The Courier. <laughs> oh, love it. The Courier. The Courier. Yeah, but oh, what's the film called? Courier. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Courier. Yeah. That's yeah. It. But this film is a true story. I didn't know it was a true story. It's brilliant. He's acting next level, body transformation. Oh, yeah, sorry, who was the main guy in it? Benedict. Oh, Benedict. Sorry, not Clint Eastwood. Not Clint Eastwood. No, <laughs> I'm Clint Eastwood. Okay, He's okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. The film is brilliant. Okay. Make sure you go and see it. it is, Where is it? I mean, is it cinema? It's in the cinema at the moment. Um, it's so good. I mean, I think everyone... I, I don't know. I'm getting spammed with the adverts a lot of it on, on my Twitter timeline. But it is, it is so good. It, and I think it worked with spamming because I've seen it and it is so good. The acting, uh, it's a true story based on um, uh, Russia and, um, uh, and England and America and, you know, like um, getting spies and information out of Russia and all of that. I don't want to Haven't say we much. seen a lot of that before, Kedge? Oh, no, 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 no. This, I mean, I don't know. I've not seen a film like this before. I think it's brilliant. And again, it's a true story. So if it's a true story, I'm in. I'm all in. Always. Oh, true. I'm in. I do like those. Yeah. 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 Courier. I watched on, on, a, on a quality level, just yeah. on Amazon Prime, 21 Bridges. Oh, yeah. Which is What's that about? Chadwick Boseman, the late, oh, great yeah. Chadwick Boseman, um, who was... Um, is this his last film? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was the last one. It was, it, this okay. was, I didn't even look at the year. I think it was 2019, 2020. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Maybe not then. Yeah. Right. And it was, um, it was a story about him as a detective, but his father was a detective. I won't get too much away, but it was like an old school proper, like 
detective-y sort of style. Oh, like a Dick Tracy. Yeah, but they had like, if you listen to the soundtrack, I couldn't get, I kept talking to the sound. My wife was going, shut up. You know, like, just stop going on about it. Because there was like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, like proper drama. Yeah, when he's walking along. And it was almost like, it was a bit, oh, but it was, was, it's a good, clever, well-acted, brilliant film. And I love all that. You know, Manhattan is on lockdown. All 21 bridges are locked down. Because I need to catch these bad guys. Oh, it's, I like that. I like lots that. Lots of wham bam. It's a good, good film. But cool. not in the cinema, just on Amazon. And the other film that I've seen, which is in the cinema at the moment, is called Pig. And I really didn't think I'd ever watch a film like this. And I didn't even think, you know, uh, the, the, I, didn't, I don't even know how it got onto my radar. But again, I've just been seeing the posters around everywhere. And, and it's got um, Nicholas Cage. It's sort of brownie and oldie looking. Like yeah, a, but it's a close-up of his face. Oh, and no, it just I says think, pig. Like, you know, like the colour of the font of a wanted poster. Like, I sort of... Oh, like, like, yeah, maybe, yeah. Hey, a little bit brownie, yeah. I think you might have anyway, seen But, but Nicolas Cage, and it's been a while since we've seen Nicolas Cage in a film. And this... Well, can, is... can, I, can I get my little Nicolas Cage two pence in before you go God, further? God, He's done a couple of really crap... Yes. Like, Netflixy films. And, Absolutely you know, free, agree. You know? And me and my dad were talking about this the other day, because he was saying a lot of the stuff that's churned out on Amazon Prime and Netflix and stuff, is crap or a bit? Yeah, I, uh, a bit. I agreed, absolutely agreed. And, but... and I, saw, I saw Nicolas Cage, and um, who was the guy in The Matrix? Uh, the, Keanu. The, no, no, the the, the old the bald oh, guy. Morpheus. Morpheus, Morpheus yeah. yeah. That actor. Yeah. He's a brilliant actor. He's been in loads of stuff. I'm can't remember. I've gone blank. But he um, look it up, Cage. He's going to bug yeah, me. Go on, go on. He 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 uh, he was in a, some like rubbishy film where he played some druggy, and it was just like. Oh, this is just poor. It's like I want to see you doing amazing stuff because you are amazing. And Lawrence so, Fishburne. Last year, Lawrence Fishburne, right? Oh, um, I, I wouldn't want to watch him in any other film. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I think like, he is in the Matrix, and that's it. I don't think he got, needs to be in anything else. He's got such presence. He's got such a voice. He's got such yeah, a look. And like you're doing this kind of rubbish. You can hear the script's a bit rubbish. You know the way it's filmed is a bit rubbish. Oh, so what I'm saying is, it's good. I'm just. I want to say we have seen Nicolas Cage recently. Yeah. And I hope you're going to give this a big, big up. Well, I wasn't expecting much from it. I, 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 the first time I, I was, I, I was going to watch it, I didn't do it. I thought, no, this is going to be so boring. And I'm going to have to go on the brown and tell you how I just wasted my life watching this boring film. But again, open mind. I put it on, got the popcorn out. And actually, it, it's brilliant. I, I think he's going to win so many awards. His acting is incredible in this. And, and it's one of those films. There's no chance Satch is ever going to watch this film. <laughs> no chance. Yeah. But this film is, you can take as much out of it or you can take, uh, you know, and hardly anything out of it. But it's got so many layers and it's beautiful. But I think... What's the general the, plot? What's, what's going on in Pig, the film? The general plot is that you, you, you follow the life of this uh, guy, Nicolas Cage, who looks for truffle and he's got a beloved pig who finds him the truffle the pig gets stolen that's it right if i i am just picturing satch's face right now oh yeah if satch was here he would have killed me by now it, he would have walked away he would have just taken his headphones off pressed stop <laughs> on the end of the podcast and walked away and gone that's it we cannot, we cannot ever recover from that you watched the film about some guy a man who pig. uses a pig to find mushrooms, truffles, yeah. um, and it, the pig gets stolen. Yeah. And it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's not a comedy by oh. any stretch of the imagination. How it's, is that not a comedy? It's, I mean, it's It should have so, Benny Hill music. But again, <laughs> this, film, this film is so, I, I, honestly, and not in a weird way, and, and I know people probably listening think, oh my God, this is so weird. But when I watched this film, I thought of you. Because there's so many themes in this that me and you will connect with this. We've already spoken about food, a lot of it in there, and and doing. Well, no, I'm not going to say anymore. I, I think that that's it. But but it's so brilliant sorry, that you watching this film made you think of me. Yeah, because because I know that, that, that why you would love this film as well because for the same reason that I I went yes I want to take this film into my life because it's brilliant. Oh. And you will do the same thing for it as well. 
I'm going like, to say, I'm going to say, does it connect to what we spoke about earlier? About yeah, yeah, yeah. One fully, thing well fully, in your life. Fully, fully, fully. Don't say anything more. Oh, that's as far. Okay. Okay. But, but absolutely. Having artistry to your life oh, I think is important. It is. It is. It is otherwise, brilliant. otherwise, it's all just churned out nothing. I really think it. Uh, yeah, oh. I think each one, what's nice about a podcast, what we do, yeah. it's right now. It's true. This is us. This is, yeah. you know, and, I, and I love the fact we can do that. And that's, uh, so I'm, I'm curious by, uh, by Pig as well. Uh, right, anything else? Uh, and, and the last thing, like I said, the last, last gun that I'm going to fire your way, whether you want to dodge the bullet or you want to let it you know, go into your body and absorb it and become part of this beautiful uh, creation is... Uh, a new series, Sky Atlantic, nine, no, not Sky Atlantic, sorry, uh, Amazon Prime, nine perfect strangers. The oh, new Nicole Kidman, the new yeah. Nicole Kidman. She's made it, she's produced it, she stars in it. I've seen episode one, I'm in. It's, it's, it's about, it's a, all I'm going to say is, it's about people who go, nine perfect strangers who are on their way to a new place, uh, like a retreat, and it's a health and wellness resort. And they're all going there to basically try and get better and, and, and cure themselves of all the issues. It just seems very mysterious. Okay. Ooh, and Nicole Kidman comes at the end of episode one and you go, I'm in. Because I want to know what happens next. Very good. I, I, I see. Immediately what I think of is something like Lost. Because you said Nine Perfect Strangers. Is oh, it, yeah. Is nine, nine Perfect Strangers. Something like Lost, all people thrown together. But... Now, see, telly like that, and Nicole Kidman's not going to sign up for anything silly. This is what well, I mean. She's making, she's making. Nicole Kidman only does good things. And, and yeah. I've heard her speak about the show and, and the way she spoke about the show and, you know, just the kind of people that she's casted for it. She's, she's working all over it. It's her team that's making it. And, and that I found really interesting, that it's, it's her and her team now who make these shows. And she goes, without the team, you can't make these kind of shows. Uh, I agree. I agree. Well, the thing is, you always get a, you get the front person as always. Yeah. But but you're nothing unless people are going to back you up. You're yeah. nothing unless people are going to go right. You, you always know. need someone to play the triangle and the maracas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you listen to a record like a thousand times, you know what sounds the best? What the triangle and the maracas. There you go. I'm telling you, because after a while you don't hear the lead vocal. You don't. Hear, <laughs> you're looking because you're looking for the depth behind that great song. And wow. I don't. Was I listened to something the other day and I thought, oh, I never noticed that. It was like some bongos or something like in the back. No, I'll tell you what I put on. That oh. song. My life, my life, my life, my life in the oh, sunshine. Because yeah. oh, it was sunny. So I thought I wanted to find the most sunniest song to go with the sunniest feeling. You know, like, oh, and that, okay. it's got bongos and stuff in the background. And I've it's never like, that. right, close your eyes, let the top shine down, put it on in your headphones. I'm telling you, it was... It, was, it sounds like a real Buddha thing to do, though, all of a sudden, now that I say it out loud. I think I've lost Gen Z with that comment, Ed. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But anyway, that is my lot for the things I've seen. Have you want to just, do you want to round it off with the things that you've learned this yes. week? Is things. there something that you want to share? Well, young Kedge, the thing mm. I've learned, it actually kind of now connects to the things you've touched upon in Pig, the things we touched upon in doing one thing well and all that stuff. Because yeah. here's something small which is massive which is i yep. suppose what we're really saying and that is i found out this week mm. that japan kept a train station running a whole station running wow go on just for one girl in high school the train only stopped there to pick her up in the morning and yeah. in the evening to drop her off japan railways only ended the route when she graduated Wow. From some remote place, they only ran that service so she could get back to school, to and from school, and then they ended the route after she graduated. They just That's just a little quiet, subtle bit of specialness going on somewhere on the planet. A little bit of loveliness, a little bit of good people just kind that's of That's incredible. Let's all just make this happen. And let's not overthink it. And then, and then it. think about the cost. Right. Doesn't matter because what I know it says it's a cliche. What cost can you put a, a kid's education? But it, it is a cliche, but it's true. That girl has graduated now. She's gone on to other thing. That those people just came together, and I just think when you say about the small things in life, that's what we've really been talking about yeah. today. Yeah. Then that that's 
There that is. is right there. That's what I learned. Well, I think I'm going to end it then on on and, and to complete the circle of this podcast, which is, uh, I mean, like like you said, we didn't plan it. This is how it's gone down today. I'm going to end with a famous Japanese proverb that I. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the kawali. No, no, no. We're going to go with a Japanese proverb. Obviously, I don't I don't know the actual Japanese for it, but in, in English and would this... be nice to finish the show on some good kind of kawalis or some you know some some uh, you know a little bit of the old um... kinasona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Must. Dumb must. Calendar oh, must. I'd love to. Oh, live that. Can we end the show one day like that? You just gave me an idea. Go on. Garage. Garage brunch. Not garage really? brunch. Gawali brunch. Oh. Bro. Have you ever been to one? What? No. No one's ever made it. No one's ever that, done a Gawali brunch. No. It was more of a. I've, I been, to, to, I've been to a Gawali show. Yeah. It was guzzles and Gawalis. Oh, I've been to one of them. Oh. But I didn't. I, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't old enough to enjoy it. No, you're right. Well, no, I, I was. And it was, oh, it's special. It's just I was, special. I was taken on by my dad and I was young. Oh, and I, no, I, you know, like I knew one or two songs, but I didn't, I didn't. But I think, I think if there's promoters out there, the Gawali brunch is, is what you'd want. Oh, yep. Lovely. Just chilled, daytime, couple of hours, family friendly. Everyone's kicking back. You full Indian, the- full Indian kind of, naan, yeah. bra, thai, all of that kind of stuff. Oh. You can go on a scale of naughty. You can go to go. Oh, wow. The more more pages you turn, the more butter they add. Beautiful. I love it. Anyway, back to to the the famous Japanese proverb that they all say. And I think it kind of ends the podcast quite nicely is, fall seven times, rise eight times. One more time. Fall seven times, rise eight times. I mean, I love that. I want to. I want to understand the layers behind it. Go. So obviously, for every seven falls, you're going to rise one more. Exactly. So just keep rising. That's after, it. After the fall, because just make sure that the ups outweigh the downs. There you go. You got it. I like that. And and, and that that's you know Nicholas Cage and everything made a lot of rubbish on it on on you know Amazon and Netflix and all that, but. He's just, I'm telling you, he's a big one with this film as well. It's true. It's not all rosy. Nothing is all rosy. It, it can often appear, and oh God, our people, to stereotype here, Asians, our desis are guilty of looking over and thinking grass is greener all day long. And we you know, I do it with careers. I do it with other people. I think, God, you know, they, they got lucky with their breaks and look at that, you know, timing and this and that and what, look what happened to me. You can easily get caught with that. Or you can go, it's cool. The next, exactly. my next, my next moment's coming, and also, I'm happy. You know, like you think you, you're right. If things things are good, you're like yeah. enjoy it, enjoy the now. But but just keep going. The eighth rise is important because the people, eighth rise is very important because people don't often believe they can rise again. They'll go, ah, I'm done. I'm out. You're not. You're not. You really never are. Never are. There you go. Posit- I like that, Ken. It's a lovely, lovely way to end it. So. Uh, next week, Satch will be back. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll get back to the craziness. But I thought, you know what? That was quite, quite a, that was a very different vibe. It just shows that really amongst us, it's Satch who's the dick. There you go. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Yes.